Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Belinda with MVN Indie Radio, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, we took a little short hiatus, and for good reason, we've been doing a whole lot of stuff and trying to um, do a lot of promotion to help our artists out and to um, get out there with our live stream, bring some visual um, um, work on our artists, and, you know, a whole bunch of good stuff we've been doing and getting some good guests that we're going to um, bring on the show. Like today, we have uh, Gregory Abbott. You all know him from the song Shake You Down, and um, that is one of my favorite songs. I love it. Um, I'm so happy to have him on, and we're in the process of trying to get all his music uploaded into the system. So right now, we're just while we do that, we're going to go and uh, bring him online and say hi and uh, talk about what's going on with him. So let me go get him. Hello, this is Gregory. Yes, this is. Hey, Gregory, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well, and I'm happy that I was finally able to get you on the show. <laughs> I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. My people have uh, have told me about it, but uh, I look forward to it. I, I admire some of the things you're, you're doing and trying to do, so uh, it's all good. Oh, well, I'm glad that you are checking me out, and I'm glad that you're still doing your thing because I happened to um, – I think I ran across you on um, uh, MySpace or something, and I was I, I saw you, and I said, oh, that's that's terrific uh, that you're doing that because we've been swamped with a lot of new artists, and I just don't see the big, greater quality in, in the music that they're putting out today. And I like, you know, the music coming from our old-school veterans to um, bring that back to let people know, you know, this is really how it's supposed to be done. So I'm so happy that we have new music by you and a lot of other people that we've been um, visited by. So thank you so much for bringing that back. Well, that's good to hear. You know, uh, music continues, and we we songwriters keep uh, keep evolving and keep uh, putting out music. And uh, no matter what era. You know, I just, uh, you know, if you love to write songs, you love to write songs. If you love to sing, you love to sing. So I think it's important in addition to anybody's life and certainly in a creator's life, it's important to, you know, keep that up and in, and in, uh, and enjoy it, you know. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And um, I'm, I don't know if this has happened, but, um, you know, because I don't listen to a lot of stuff on the radio anymore. But has anyone ever sampled any of the um, the, the music from your song that was like that big hit, Shake You Down? Have you noticed anybody sampling that song? Oh, sure. Yeah, we've had a, a lot of that. I guess the latest was uh, 50 Cent. Uh, he sampled it in a, a song of his in both the song and the video. And, um, you know, other artists, they've either... Uh, redone their version of it or sampled it. You know, that's the nature of the business, and uh, uh, as long as you're credited in, uh, and, and things like that, I guess it's a uh, compliment. Okay. Well, as long as you are credited, because we don't want anybody else going through the same issues that James Brown did back in, in the beginning. You know, it was a lot, it was really hard for him to get them to do what they're supposed to do. You know, in regards to his work, because he put a lot of work out there. So I'm, um, I'm seeing that a lot has changed, and um, people are getting their credits and recognitions. And then whenever yeah, my kids I'll, hear a certain song, you know, I'm telling them that is not the person who did it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's funny to hear. Uh, a lot of what is considered new music, uh, if they speak to their parents or grandparents, they'll find out, oh, no, that's the song that we grew up on and, uh, uh, when it first came out. So uh, actually that's sort of cool because it's a way to, uh, it's a common ground between the older and the newer generations. It's a bond they have in common. They both love the song, ex- uh, except that they love it in a different way. Wow. Now, I was never, ever able to talk with you in the past, so I don't know the entire story, but I'm sure, you know, I can read through your bio, but I know that other people are interested in finding out. Like, um, starting in the beginning, how did you get into the music business? Well, let me see. I began singing in church, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. I was a boy soprano, and that carried me until my voice changed. And then in both uh, college and grad school, I had a band to help finance my education. And after I received my master's, I came back to New York uh, with the purpose of trying to uh, get a record deal and... uh, and push songs, you know, write songs. So I got a job on Wall Street and uh, met some investment bankers down there, and they built a studio for me so that I could do my work better. And uh, I usually sang the demos of the songs I wrote. And uh, as uh, fate would have it, uh, CBS, uh, as fate would have it, I played uh, my songs for my uncle, Mike Abbott, and he took them to CBS, and I was offered a record deal. And on that particular deal, I put together about four songs, which um, Sissy Houston uh, sang background, and I did a duet or two with Whitney. So that got me my first uh, record deal, and although we never put out the duet with myself and Whitney, uh, that was my first record, and we uh, and it did well. It, you know, it went platinum, so that begot another record and another record after that. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Do you um do you still have, you know, your relationships with any of the artists that you have worked with in the past or that you've met in the past? Do you, do you have any relationships still with them in their new projects? Um sure, you know, things, you know, some some you stay in touch with, some you drift away or at least for a period of time and then you run, you know, back into contact with and then Decides you want to do something new. Uh, uh, I live in the Bay in the Bay Area now, San Francisco, and not too long ago I ran into Patty Austin, and you know we talked about doing something together. Uh, I've done a duet on a Bob Marley song with Phoebe Snow. Uh, too long ago that was fun, and you know I'm always talking to you know people I've worked with in the past, and you know some of the new new artists uh, to see what projects we might. Uh, uh, do together that you know that would make sense. Well, that would be a great combination. I love Patty Austin, and I would definitely love to hear you two do something together. I mean, with both of you, your your vocal attributes together, I would love that. That would just be like my second best duet next to her and on, and um, you know anybody else like Jeff um, um, Ingram. Um, it's just like. You guys have that that voice that gets to somebody and makes you want to just sing along. You don't hear a lot of that anymore where you want to sing along with somebody who's performing your favorite song. You just listen to them or, you know, it's just not something that's going to sound right when you do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, one of the things that uh, gave me the idea was, uh, you know, me and Patty were sitting down at a dinner and uh, telling stories and stuff like that. She has a lot of interesting stories to tell. And she broke into this heavy West Indian accent, which surprised me. I mean, she did it so well. And it turns out she's a West Indian girl herself. I'm from, you know, I'm a dual citizen of uh, United States and Antigua. And uh, I said, well, I'm a fellow fellow Islander here. So I thought about it would be a cool idea to do, uh, you know, a uh, island song, maybe an, uh, another Bob Marley remake or, or write a new one with a Caribbean feel. And uh, she'd feel it and I'd feel it too. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that about her. I'm going to have to get her on the show because uh, I didn't even know that. I had some West Indian um, family members myself. Uh, my great-grandfather was West Indian. And, um, you know, people always mistaken me for someone from the Dominican Republic so can speak in Spanish to me. But I do plan on visiting the islands. We're we're actually trying to do a project where we can actually have some concerts with some old-school artists um, in the uh, Turks and Caicos area and uh, the Virgin Islands, and, you know, wherever else we can get it over there, uh, and then use the, the beauty of technology with the Internet and stream it to, you know, the, everybody who can't get there to look at it. So I'll, I'll keep you updated with that because you might be interested. Sure. It sounds like, uh, you know, a good project. Oh, absolutely. So now tell, tell me a little bit um, about how it was in your career in the beginning, because I know things are different now, but how was it for you and in, in just, you know, making your mark into the industry um, in the beginning of your career? Well, um, before my record deal, you know, it was a lot of work coming up uh, with a concept and a direction that uh, that worked and uh, perfecting the songs, perfecting the productions and the vocals and what have you. Once uh, my record was released, there was just, you know, tons of activity and travel, meeting new people, uh, many of whom I had admired all my, you know, uh, my growing up, you know, uh, artists that I had listened to when I was a teenager and even before then. And that was very exciting because, uh, uh, you know, here are people that both myself and my parents admired all growing up, and then you get to meet them uh and uh attend functions and and even work together uh i have a special uh remembrance of when i first met miles davis uh we were both receiving new york music awards and uh miles was a favorite of my parents and uh well here i got to meet, meet miles and we spoke backstage for maybe one two hours and then finally, here's the uh, culmination of the story. When it was time to take pictures together, I had uh, that that year I, I had won four New York Music Awards. So I'm trying to juggle these awards in my arms as we take pictures, and I dropped them. And <laughs> Miles had on these alligator skin, these beautiful green alligator skin boots, which were very beautiful but very thin. And all my awards fell down on her on his toe. And, <laughs> oh, it was a horrible time. I was so embarrassed. I was horrified. And the most horrible part of it was that I had to go back and tell my mother and father what had happened. And they were horrified because they were lifelong fans of Miles. 
But, uh, fine, you know, Miles took it well, and he forgave me, and I was apologetic. I sent him flowers afterwards, but he was gracious, and he forgave me. But uh, it was exciting meeting Miles and seeing how different a person he was from the uh, stories you hear in the press. He was very generous. He was very forthcoming with all the things that I needed to know as a newcomer in the industry. And uh, and uh, he had an appreciation of uh, pop music, you know, music other than jazz. And, uh, you know, he was a true true uh, musician. He was the real deal. Wow. <laughs> That's funny and amazing at the same time. Like, he can never, ever forget you. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. He can never, ever forget you. I knew it. If, if anybody said, you remember you remember that young artist, uh, that guy, uh, Gregory? Oh, you mean the one who dropped his awards on my foot? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I made I my I made my that. mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody gets to have that kind of opportunity to to perform or talk to or either stay in front of you know someone that they admire a lot. You know, I, I the person I admired the most growing up was Tina Marie, and I you know I was so devastated that we lost her, and one oh, yeah. of my friends was able to um, interview her on their show as well as go to um, one of her performances and talk to her backstage. So I was a little jealous, and I, I look forward to being able to do that because, I mean, I thought she had a long ways to go still, but, you know, some things happen. So. But oh, um, yeah. she, she sorely missed, definitely What missed, a talent, you know. what a talent. I never yeah. got a chance to meet Tina, uh, although I knew Rick, you know, pretty well. Uh, but what a talent she was. And uh, from from early on, you know, I mean, there is such a thing as just inbred soul, you know, and she felt it. She felt the music, you know. She sure did. I mean, she helped me feel it. And I was listening to her as a teenager, so, you know, when you go through the little boyfriend issues and stuff, she had a lot of songs that help you, you know, recognize your, your emotions as a teenager okay. when it comes to the way you felt about somebody and, and other things, you know, as far as having fun out there and so she she left a, a big uh, impression on me, and you know definitely gonna miss her. Now, um, were there any other artists besides Miles that you admired a lot that you were inspired by? Well, um, I like authentic music, so I mean I I gravitate I guess more to artists like Sam Cooke and you know early Aretha and even groups like of course James Brown for rhythm. Uh, Sam Cooke for the honesty of his vocal performance. I like the harmonies of the Bee Gees. Uh, you know, my feeling is that a good song is a good song. A good rhythm is a good rhythm. A good lyric is a good lyric. And and if they speak to you on a on an honest level, uh, there you go. So I I I go back to some of the old stuff, uh, and I dig in archival music uh, and and. Uh, and find some of my inspiration from that, and then I just trans translate it into what I feel and you know more contemporary arrangement. But you know, I, I try not make the mistake of um, mistaking arrangement with song. You know, a good song is a good song, and then it can be arranged and presented with any kind of instrumentation or modern technology. But the the structure and the basis is the honesty. Honesty of the melody and the lyrics. So uh, I, 
I go back to a time when music was very pure, and uh, since you didn't have the use of uh, modern technology, you had to feel it on your instrument and deliver it and, uh, on your instrument, and you didn't have all the uh, you know props that people can use, including myself in the studio today uh, via technology. You just had to, you, the piano had to say it, the guitar had to say it, or the drums had to say it. So uh, I find that to move me, and I try and let it uh, move other people through my music. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that is a great, a great way to to look at it, because I don't think a lot of people share that same philosophy about it. You know, I think they just, I don't know, they just, get, they just let the music take them somewhere, and then they just, like, they don't even put any meaning to it or or try to understand it, you know, anything. They just hear it and and move on. And and some people when making music do the same thing, that they're just making something for this particular thing and moving on. And they're not creating any legacies anymore. You know, we're not getting a lot of music that's a, that we can consider a legacy, that's something you'll hear 20 years from now that you'll remember and that your kids are here or somebody will want to sample. <laughs> sure, do you find that you know, to be but... happening a lot? Uh, sure. You know, I think there's no one way to present music or no one way to enjoy music. So I try not to be judgmental. I mean, I have my own way of approaching my music. And, and you know, I like music that the lyric is important to me, the message of the music, the chord construction, the marriage of the melody and the lyric to the chords and the rhythm. But, you know, there's all kinds of ways. Uh, to enjoy music, and I, I try never to be judgmental, even if I don't understand it. Uh, and the more music I open up myself to, the more it broadens the music that I actually create. Uh, you know, I, I found that really dramatically when I went to Russia with a bunch of songwriters like Cindy Lauper and Michael Bolton and Brenda Russell and folks like that, and we went to do an album with uh, Russian artists for uh, release on Epic Records, and none of us spoke Russian, and by and large, none of them spoke English. But once we were in the studio, we communicated with one another, with one another, and uh, you know, uh, came out with some really nice uh, songs. So it showed me that you know you don't have to, you know, there's all kinds of ways to enjoy music. There's all kinds of ways to create it. The funny thing about the song I wrote was I wrote it with a Russian writer, and it Hello? was sung by, at the time, uh, one of the biggest uh, Mexican vocalists. His oh. name was Emmanuel, and it was but a reggae song. You may have song. lost him, uh, the telephone uh, technicality. Uh, let's see. Hello? Hello. Are you there? Hmm. Hello? 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 Can you hear Hello? me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I hear you now. <laughs> you... I can hear you. I, you. I can hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> so we just had like a little static for a minute there. Okay. We good now? Yeah, we're good. Okay, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I want to go into the next question because I want to um, get your your um, opinion on some of the things that have been going on for a lot of other artists. Now, I know that things were, you know, and I've said it before, things are different before and it, than they are now. Did you face a lot of challenges when it was when it came to trying to get your music out there and to get people to hear you? Well, as you know, the music industry has dramatically changed. Uh, most of the big record companies went defunct, and they're really just distribu- distribution mechanisms for smaller labels. So mm-hmm. uh, if you tried to approach it in the old way, you probably have challenges. Now, the good thing that's happened is the Internet, in which you can create a song this afternoon and by this evening it can be disseminated to uh, all over the world. And we do that all the time. So I think the modern technology has opened up uh, the field for more and more artists to express themselves. And as long as you learn how to use that technology, I think it's uh, a wonderful thing. So uh, it's a challenge to learn at first, but once you have, I think it allows you many more freedoms. And uh, you can collaborate with uh Many uh, artists, I'm collaborating right now with uh, a Danish artist, and uh, that's that's been working effort, effortlessly. And, um, you know, so I embrace the new technology. Yeah, I love it myself because, um, you know, I wouldn't even have this radio station um, as well as the other station that I'm, I'm using, which, you know, is even better than this one as far as, like, you know, what it does for the artist. Um, if it wasn't for the internet, I'm so grateful that they have this because we've only had to depend on commercial radio, and they they don't give us everything that we'd like to hear. And I enjoy having internet radio because it, it gives artists access to, you know, a larger audience, and it gives an audience access to artists we won't hear that often. You know, especially sure. when it when it comes to people internationally. You know, we we wouldn't hear, you know, your Danish. Uh, a person's music if it wasn't for the internet unless we were there listening to where they're playing it, right? Oh yeah. So, you know, it uh it gives you a direct connection with the fan, with the person that would like to hear that music without the uh interference of a you know, corporate entity be, being a record company to make all those decisions which sometimes are are good for you and sometimes are questionable if they're good for you. It also enables you it also enables you to do a wider variety and explore different uh avenues of music that you may not be able to explore if you uh were only, you know, uh directly beholden to them. True. Now I know um the the as far as internet radio is concerned, there are certain uh radio networks that are allowing um you know the reports to go through to the publishers and you know sound exchange and other systems where um now it's not just playing it it's actually being recorded and reported so that you get royalties for your music oh, and you also move up on the charts like they some radio stations actually have the ability to do bds spins for you like ours not this blog talk but our other radio station we can do bds spins to move your songs up on the charts so and and of course we'll go into the chart for your genre too. So there's wow. a lot of things opening up if you if you you know you just keep looking at it. You got videos. You can video market to people's emails now. So 
you know, you have a fan base every time you have like a um, you know, a new video, you can actually send it to your fans or you can just uh if you have tickets or a contest or whatever for your performances or whatever, you can send it out to your fans using the video technology through email, through uh, mobile marketing through email. There's so many things available now for artists and you pretty much don't really need them to label that much. You know, even if it's budget conscious, you you can do your own distribution and promotion. Yeah, basically. it's quite it's quite exceptional when when you think that fifteen, twenty years uh, ago this would have been totally out of the question. Um, it uh, as long as you learn those tools of the technology yourself, you know, you get a good camera, you have a good idea, you have a your own studio, you can create, and then um, now the industry has to take that seriously because people actually listen to blog talk radio. It's become becoming a really really a contender and they're gonna start having to give you royalties. You know, it's it's starting to matter and they have to take it seriously. And uh, I think it's exciting and will only get more exciting as time goes on. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I'm I'm looking I'm all, I'm I'm sort of like a geek, so I'm kinda into a lot of different things. I, I know a lot of different ways to really do the promotion. And you can always call me if you if you have any questions. I'll be happy to help you. Um, there's so many things that you have access to as an artist, and, and then there's people that can help you as well, you know, if you don't have the time to do it, because I mean, you probably spend a lot of time in the studio. But, I mean, this opens up the doors for the person who just does not have that connection with anybody and can really get out there and do a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, it's so sure. many ways, distribution, everything. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. It sounds like you know what you're doing, and uh, you uh, you're on top of its importance. So you and I are going to talk. <laughs> That'd be great. Now you took a little bit of a hiatus, it seems um, to us, because we didn't hear from you for a while. Um, kind of, what were you doing during that time? Were you still, you know, perfecting your music or just chilling out? You know, what were you doing? Well, um, initially I'd taken some time off to do more work on my doctorate. I got my master's and I did most of the coursework for the doctorate, so I wanted to continue that. I did continue writing. I I wrote for, you know, ESPN for uh, different movies like Ice Cube's movie, uh, other other artists like Jennifer Warren's. We had a nice uh, top ten hit with her. And... um, so I did, you know, those things. I, I concentrated more on putting out singles than albums because I, I found, uh, I started to learn how effective that was over the Internet. And then I uh, uh, built built up my studio more. And then other than that, you know, I just enjoyed life. And, you know, you can get really busy in the uh, music industry and you find it dominating your life. And now you want to get a life and, get a life I did, you know, I bought a a boat and I've been spending a lot of time cruising up and down the California coast and uh, being inspired and enjoying uh, life with my family and friends. So, you know, I think it's important to keep uh, the industry in in balance, you know, make sure that you're enjoying your life and that your life is uh, is still your own and uh, this, uh, the music just enhances it. Uh, if you're not careful, you can find uh, find that uh, with uh, the business uh, side of the music industry, you can find it starting to 
encroach upon your enjoyment of music, and that you that's a no-no. You can't let that happen. Uh, I enjoyed music when I was eight years old, and when I'm 88, I intend to continue to enjoy it and never let anything interfere with that. So uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I like the new freedom of being able to do music and every other part of the industry on my own time schedule and on, on my own terms as much or as little as I uh, as I choose. Wow. And it, it probably just makes you feel a little bit more relieved that you don't have, you know, somebody hounding you saying, you got to do this, you got to do that, because, you know, because they need money and this, that, and the other. So it must be a really great release to be able to feel like you have a life, because a lot of people don't get that. They just... They just, I, I mean, like recently, there's been some artists like uh, Jennifer um, Sullivan, I mean Jasmine Sullivan, and Bow Wow, and a couple other people who have publicly stated um, their, you know, this, I don't know, despair that it seems, not feeling like they don't have a life anymore, you know, um, because of the fact that they have this persona that the fans see, but you know, they feel like they have a different personality, which a lot of times you have, and it's like they want to stop the music thing and just go live. And then yeah. then they think about coming back. So I've seen that happening a lot and it's happening to younger people. Yeah, that's you know, that's those... such a shame because, you know, in their life music has been such a large part. It's a shame if other forces uh made that change for them. So I think you just need, you know, a break. if they're feeling that way, they should just take a break and start thinking rethinking their priorities and realize that they have to control it. They can't let it control them. It's true that uh, the uh, if you become popular, there's a persona out there that, uh, you know, fans can mi- mistake for the real you. And, uh, you know, uh, and you got to watch out for that and make sure that you let people know that, you know, you're, you're just a person with emotions and desires just like them and uh and once you get it back on track then you can approach your music again uh, refreshed and uh you know with a positive mind absolutely you know and I, I wish the best for those out there that are feeling like their life is getting taken away from them with their choice in this music business um, because of whatever larger forces that are in more control, that's why I always felt like if you if you went in a more independent way, you will have more control over what you want to do. It's almost like if you start your own business, you don't have a, another boss telling you what to do. Now you your own boss, and you can stop when you want and start when you want. And if you succeed or fail, it's up to you. But at least you don't have to sacrifice. But so much you can decide when to stop all that sacrifice and just, you know, get back to real life and being with your family and things like that. Well, that's true. Uh, You know, I'm sort of doing some experimentation with that right now. I just uh, uh, have a record for release on Spectra Records. It's entitled Drop Your Mask, and uh, it's an independent label. And, um, you know, I'm just, you know, trying that route now. I mean, I've been solicited by majors for a, a, a major label deal, and you know that's sort of uh, you know you don't know that you want to go there uh, since you don't need their money to produce an album anymore. Maybe early in your career you do, but now you don't. And uh, a lot of the production, as well as finance myself, so 
to have the freedom of, of uh, an independent release, you know, it would be nice to have that kind of home than, uh, than a home with a major in which you really have no, uh, you know, no independence. And, uh, you know, there's been duets, for instance, that I've wanted to do with artists from Italy or, or the northern European countries that I was never able to do when I was signed directly to Sony. Well, now I can do all that, and just as you say, you know, uh, plan out your own business. It's more like you're having your own business rather than being uh, an employee of someone else. Right, and I, I think that's great that you're able to do those things now, and um, I know there are a lot of other artists that they think about what choices they made when signing with a major label, and now you know, they feel kind of like in prison that they can't do the things they want to do. And then um, I know some artists who, once they release themselves from the label, they feel like they're starting from scratch, but they, they have no idea how to begin because they never educated themselves the whole time. You know, you can't just jump in it just because you're in it. You have to be educated so you know what to exactly do while you're in it and while you're running the reins now. Because they they're having a lot of trouble with a lot of stuff because they don't they don't know exactly what to do. Did how yeah. did you educate yourself on 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 the business? You know what what steps did you take to educate yourself? Well, um, I had uh, my uncle Mike. Uh, he had been in the business and had his own label for some time, so he was able to sort of guide me. Um, but basically, you know, I kept my eyes and ears open. Uh, I knew of some of the pitfalls of the business, so things to watch out for. Uh, in your euphoria of having a hit record, you can miss some of the danger zones. So I tried to sort of keep my feet on the ground and um, uh, just keep vigilant, watching out for the possible areas of concern. I did a lot of reading. Every book I could pick up on, you know, the music, uh, you know, the legal parts, of the uh, music industry I picked up uh, and read. I did a lot of uh, Internet research. And then just, uh, and I do research every day and ask people, uh, uh, both professional and otherwise, uh, you know, it's it's a, a study of mine to keep up to date as to uh, the nature of that part of the industry that has nothing to do with creation, it's, you know, pure business. Everybody knows that being in the studio and working out and writing a song with a fellow musician is a, is a hoot. You know, it's a lot of fun. But, you know, that's just one small, small, small percentage of what the industry is all about. So um, so that's, that's what I do. Uh, I just, uh, because I knew some people in the industry, uh, I made sure that I... Uh, uh, and, and not only the music industry, but uh, uh, the film industry. You know, my uh, first cousin, Diane Abbott, uh, she's been in the film industry. She's uh, the girl that uh, uh, starred in King of Comedy with Robert De Niro, and she was uh, his wife for, uh, oh, some 15 years. So she mm-hmm. she gave me a lot of good advice as mentors all of whom I cherish. And uh, I think, you know, with, without that, you know, I could have made a lot more mistakes. And, you know, really, how are you to know when you're so young? Unless you have mentors, you can't fathom all that. 
guides you through We lost him for a minute there. Well, I'm going to put on the song while we wait for Gregory to come back on. So um, this is a song from his uh, latest project, um, and the song's called Follow My Lead. So we'll play that while we wait for him to come back. Um, I think it's wherever he is, it's, it's just interference um, phone-wise, and we're just dropping it. So um, we'll get him back in. So meanwhile, we'll listen to the song. trying to get your music up is like it, it's playing some other song um when i was trying to put you up on there i think we had like a little i don't know some kind of electricity or something coming through and just threw everything out right quick but uh, i'll right. get your other songs back up in a minute but anyway um we were talking about you know um um the challenge of doing stuff like you're doing it now as opposed to what you did before now do you find that you know it was much less of a challenge going into it independently? Uh, I think it was less of a challenge once I learned the technology. And uh, and then as I learned the technology and learned the doors that this opened up, I really got excited, and now I just love it and embrace it. 
And uh, similar to uh, what you were saying about talk radio, we're doing the same thing with a new series that we're putting together now. And uh, we're putting together, you know, uh, several episodes. And it's just so effortless to uh, put it up on the uh, Internet and and have the whomever you want to uh to uh, view it. So that that's really exciting stuff and you'd have to uh jump through so many hoops if you tried to do that in the past. So I love it. Well you know it's just very coincidental that you should mention that because I am actually starting my own internet um T V network where people have their own shows that they produce, they can put it on the network and you have less red tape and, and you know uh, corporate suits to worry about telling you what to do. So I, I agree with you. That is very that is some kind of technology that opens the doors for you. And if I were trying to have my network on ABC or NBC or CBS, they would look at me like, well, what kind of experience do you have? And um, well, how much money do you have? And, and this and the other. And you know, it's not even about that now. I mean, you you could pretty much do it under. Probably under a couple thousand dollars, you can actually start your own series of something. All you need is a camera, and um, now they have live stream. You know, are you using live stream for your programming? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, we are, and uh, okay. and uh, you, you know, you 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 make it an excellent point. You know, now all you need—it's not money that stands in between you and success. It's the idea. So if you have a good idea. It doesn't matter what your past experience is or the amount of money you have. It will take. And uh, the power of uh, the viral Internet is just outstanding. And uh, and so for all the creative people that uh, are out there now, that's a reason to get real, real excited because uh, if you've got a good idea and you have the talent, there's nothing standing in your way. Absolutely. I know people that are um they're they're behind their own video channels, you know, like they don't have to go wait on getting picked to go on B E T or, or M T V or VH one. They have their own channels. I mean, they even put their own shows together and make their own concert channels, you know. And um we even found a way to do pay per view so you don't even need to worry about cable. You know, wow. I mean that's that's we 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 could have our own cable Network with like the programming, the pay per view, the on demand. Like we just found out how to do it, and it's such an inexpensive way to get started. And it's like I can't wait to like jump right in it. You know, all both hands, both feet, elbows, eyeballs, everything. And (laughs) all you have to be is creative, and you know, know some people. If you don't know how to do something, my thing is, if you don't know something, go find somebody that doesn't know how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, so uh, I, I didn't even know you were that knowledgeable and that deep into it, so we, we definitely will be talking some more. That's exciting. Uh, I admire you. I admire you for having, uh, first of all, you know, the courage to, to be a maverick and then the uh, curiosity and the wisdom to go find out whatever it is you don't know. It's find outable. You know, it's not rocket science, you know. No, it's not. It's so easy. When I thought of, When I found out all that I found out, I said there is absolutely no reason why any artist out here should be trying to to settle for what little deals that these um, labels offer them where they are taking over, you know, like 
everything that they do because they. You, I know you've heard about the 360 deal, and oh, yeah. you know how they just like they want to just have whatever. I don't care if you performing at somebody's birthday party, they want to get paid. If you if you get on a TV show and you just do one song or you just hum the first line of your <laughs> of your track, they want to get paid. You know everything I know. You do, they want to I know. I, when I first heard about those, I, I was really surprised. I don't know. I guess it can work for maybe a very un, uh, young artist and uh, working with someone that they have reason to trust implicitly and someone that's really going to actively go out and get these things rather than just be a toll collector when these things come in. But, um, but boy, that's a new concept, and uh, it took me some time to wrap my head around the wisdom of that one. Oh, I know. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I'm, I actually work with um, two artists, two independent artists. I have one artist that um, um, he will put you in the in the memory of Donny Hathaway and um, Charlie Wilson in the style wow. of his music. Is um, he captures the the lyrics, the music, the production of the music, the performance. I mean, he he has that Teddy Pendergrass effect on an audience. You know, where the, wow. the women are just like going crazy, and wow. and. Because of his age, like he's in his early 40s, and because these people are so used to clones of these little rap stars, you know, it's it's been difficult for him to get out there. But, you know, I'm always welcome to anybody who has any advice or connections or whatever to help him along. But my help with the, you know, the marketing on the Internet and the um, PR that he's getting now has at least budged it a little bit so that he can he gets recognition. So, yeah. you know, that's just a challenge that a lot of artists like that are having because of their style. Yeah, sure. But, you know, there's a market for that. There are people that thirst for exactly what he's doing. But uh, so, you know, he can make a, a, a good living just tapping that market, and the Internet uh, allows you access to that market in a way a record company would just um, disregard because maybe the numbers aren't big enough, you know. Right, and I told the neighbor, you know, he wants to. He's so he gets perturbed about the way one person who's everybody's following along saying, "Oh, he's R and B," and they're totally not R and B. And you know, and then he knows that his his music is that style, the true R and B. And it's like the young people are misled as to some of the things they listen to. And there's not that many in the young generation that actually perform true R&B, um, but, you know, sometimes they try to capture the essence of another artist, like Trey Songs might try to catch a little bit of R. Kelly. Um, we, I know of some independent artists that can pretty much capture Gerald Levert, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, Luther Vandross and the way that they perform. I mean, their music is just, I mean, soulful. It's like these guys are scared to put them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, I think that a lot of young folks, as a group, would be surprised at at how much they'd be moved by someone that say, as you said, you know, uh, really gives a full impact, like a Gerald Levert or uh, or Luther. You know, they'd be surprised at at, at what really authentic uh, R and D is, as opposed to uh, you know what some of the labels tell them it uh, tell them is absolutely so 
you know, when it comes to today's artists, are there any artists out there that you have had a chance to listen to that you think may have a chance in, like, just having that legacy in the future, you know, where people will continue to remember their music and their style? Oh, sure. There's there's many. Um, uh, like, like you say, Trey Songs, you know, uh, I love Celine Dion, I think, with a voice like that and some of the material that she's done. Uh, she, she, uh, you know, these are authentic songs that, uh, I see not being just good for, you know, 2011, 12, whatever, but, you know, in 2022, you know, um, you know, Jennifer Hudson, her voice, uh, if she, you know, she sticks to, you know, authentic material and doesn't just do commercial stuff, but, you know, always keeps an eye towards longevity, uh, that uh, she certainly has the classical voice. I love somebody like uh, Anthony Hamilton, you know, that just so soulful. You know, if he if he sang the phone book, you'd feel it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I remember when I first heard him say something like, uh, uh, you're like a... I love you. Somebody you love this woman, and, and she was like a a bowl of neck neck bones or something. That's it. Oh, oh my yeah, God! That neck bones. <laughs> yeah, but boy, did I feel it. And I sang I that line for the rest rest of the day, you know, because uh, it hit me just right in the chest. I said, "Oh yeah, okay, I hear you." <laughs> <laughs> I know that that is just so funny because he. He, I mean, he does. He's not the typical heartthrob kind of guy. Like he just came out of nowhere with the soulful voice, and and now he's been so successful with it. And there's been a few others, but um, I find that um, some of the artists that used to be with like a group are coming out as a solo act, and and like you just didn't even know that they had it in them because you never paid attention to them individually. You just you know you just looked at them or you listened to the entire group. And that's what I find amazing, you know, the the stuff that they're doing as as solo artists. But um, unfortunately, some of the the fans are so used to the group that they're not accepting that individual as well, you know. Do you ever see something like that happening? Yeah. Like Michael Jackson, a unique unique situation. Like he didn't – there was no way in the world he wasn't going to be the one because we looked at him directly. But there's a lot of people who don't have it like that. Oh, you mean like they were a smaller part of the group when it was a group, so now that they come out, people are unfamiliar with their voice? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that plus um, they didn't really look at them in the past as a solo act. Like they just never disassociated them with the group. So like if they were walking down the street, nobody would know who they are unless they were with the rest of the group. Sure, I, I see what you mean. Probably if they could tie their old songs in with their new songs, people would make the connection and realize that you know they've been you know they've been there you know so they have uh, they have the chops you know just like some of the that happened to me with some of the members of the OJ's I pretty much knew Eddie Levert's voice but I didn't know Walter had such a, a soulful voice you know but I did find out later. Wow. Well, I. I enjoy the voices um, that I've heard in the past when they come out again. And 
I really enjoy the fact that people are, you know, challenging this, this current industry the way they have and says, you know, um, we don't really need you to, to tell us that we we can't go out there because it's you know, all these young people out here, nobody's going to listen. And I really commend any artists like yourself that come out and do it anyway. Like Stephanie Mills and Tina was just going on and on, and Aretha, and I mean, people who are still making their mark and continuing to keep that legacy going. So I appreciate you so much for for doing that and just, you know, giving us some good stuff. I mean, I'm going to let people listen to it in a minute, but I, I really appreciate you for that. Well, I appreciate you for uh for for the support. You know, that means that's what it's all about and that that means the world to me. Wow. That's so nice to hear from you. <laughs> so I'm gonna put on a song, um, one of your songs. This one's called Rhythm Rhyme. And um when we come back I would love for you to give us some you know, the the the, the info on that song. Like what did it where did it come from? Like from you. So I'm going to go ahead and play that, and we'll be right back, everybody, with Gregory Abbott. Please keep in mind you all can call in with a question. Just call the number 347-237-5050. I noticed we got a, a bunch of people in the chat room, so I'm happy to answer any questions for myself, and my guests will be happy to answer the questions as well. So please give us a call. And meanwhile, we're going to go ahead and listen to one of Gregory's songs. What you meant to me, I'm 
Yeah, it's uh, it's always good to hear music appreciators and uh, and the ones that uh, show that they're supporting you. It's the reason I do music. So thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. I just wanted to uh, comment on uh, what you said earlier, uh, the difference between, you know, being independent and uh, you, for instance, who had experience with the major labels. I hope a lot of people take note in what you just said, that uh, it's not that it's not a wonderful experience, but it's not everything that it's cracked up to be. Because behind the glitz and the glamour, sometimes you don't know what really goes on behind the scenes. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's power in being independent. And with the kind of support we have nowadays with the Internet, you can really make a nice life for yourself in music. You don't have to think that just because uh, you have a, a major there that, uh, that, that that means you can't do music. Mm-hmm. It was a kind of a shock when I heard you mention that, you know, the few of the artists, even, you know, beyond the U.S. borders you want to work with, that sometimes the major labels don't want you for some reason to do that, but it can not only further you, it could probably further the reputation of the major label that, you know, at least a chance was given, especially if there's good music because of the major labels say, you know, we want good music and everything, then I guess, you know, what's the problem in all of that? But, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, those are exactly my feelings at the, at the time. And, um, you know, I think with a lot, of, a lot of big American companies, they feel that if they can own it and control it totally, that they're not interested. Whereas for the artist, it can increase his... Uh, his fan base and increases enjoyment of uh, doing music. Well, definitely. But just want to let you know, I'm always a fan and always supporting you. And thanks for coming back to the scene. Been missing you. Thanks so much, sweetheart. It means the world to me. All right. You take care of yourself. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for supporting, right. lady. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, we want to. We- we want to just thank you so much, Gregory, for um, coming into the show and um, just letting us hear some great music and um, letting us know that you how hard you're working out there and that you're fine because we we haven't seen you and I'm, I knew you would be somewhere near an island. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy that you're you know you're enjoying life and you have had that opportunity to be free and still enjoy the passion of your music. So thank you so much for being a guest today. Thanks for having me, Ravenda, and we'll uh, we'll be talking soon. Definitely, and um, you go on to your next appointment. We're going to stay here and listen to some more music. Everybody, that was Greg B. Abbott. Um, I'm I'm such a happy person right now that he was with us, and I know he has to go. So you know, I'm sure that he he's going to be back again soon. So you know, we're going to continue playing some music and enjoying uh, the Gregory fever that we're going through right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ravenda. <laughs> Goodbye, Gregory. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Um, as you heard, that was Gregory Abbott, and I have been trying for over a year to get him on the show because I had a chance to check out um, a website. Um, I think I was on MySpace or something like that, and I was like, what? That's Gregory Abbott 
oh, he's so gorgeous in his eyes. Oh, my God. So I was so happy to know that he was still doing everything and that, you know, I was able to uh, connect with his people to get him on the show for you guys. And um, we're going to be doing a lot more um, getting other artists. Um, we actually have another radio station that I would love for you to come and check out sometimes. Um, I'm actually on there normally from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, and it's uh, the United Mind Group Broadcast Network, and it's powered by Live 365, which is a great server to have a radio station because it allows me to actually promote the artist's music, but they're also going to get um, um, royalties for me playing the music, and they're also going to get you know um, recognition on the Billboard charts. So they actually get to be on a chart right along with someone else, you know, like Rihanna or Beyonce or or, you know, whoever else is out there. So I'm happy to be on there. And if you ever want to check it out, go to our website at www.umgbroadcastnetwork.ning.com, and you'll be able to um, hear all the different shows. And some of them are a little racy, um, which is okay, because that's the Internet. You're going to get a little bit of everything on the Internet. So... That's basically, you know, something that we've been going through lately um, with the Internet, um, just trying to capture all types of music instead of just, you know, what we're so used to with uh, the commercial radios. They only let us hear what they want us to hear. So that's just the way it is sometimes, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Now that we have this Internet, this is the thing we're going to be able to do now. So um, let me put on some music from an artist that um, that I had talked to um, Gregory about, um, who was basically trying to get out there and do the same thing that Gregory's doing. But being that he's not a well-known artist, it's been given, you know, a lot of issues uh, uh, with the, the thing that they do. You know, like they turn their back on you if you're not somebody they are so much more familiar with. So here's a song that he has. It's a very beautiful song called Only God Loves You More Than I Do. So please listen. This is Mr. Q Harper. And uh, I'm going to go grab some more Gregory stuff, too, for the rest of um, the night. So just a second. Let me see what we got here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Not finding it. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, well, it looks like they're just, I don't know, I think they're just trying to um, throw us off the air. But we still got 15 minutes. So while I wait for that song to get in, I'll go ahead and play one of our favorite songs by Miss Tina Marie, who we recently lost. And I'm so sad that we did lose her, but I know she's up there just partying in heaven. So um, we'll put something of hers on. I don't know if you guys ever heard this song by her before, but um, it's a beautiful song. Let Me Down Easy. Yeah, no. 
So we just had um, Miss Tina Marie, Let Me Down Easy, and Mr. Q Harper, Only God Loves You More Than I Do. Uh, please uh, check him out at www.reverbnation.com forward slash Q Harper. And check out the other music that he has. He's also on Facebook and MySpace. You can also Google him on those too. Um, he he has some great music. If you want to just kind of reminisce with some old school R&B soul, I mean, that's one of the artists that I believe is going to really um, make an imprint in, in the industry today because what we're listening to now is not that great because they, they use the, the musical methods, but their lyrics are just not getting me there. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. You know, I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but, you know, that's just the way it is. I want to give a special thank you to all my listeners out here um, in my chat room, um, specifically Miss Computer Lady who called in and Miss Ladybird, and also Sweet and Friends who popped in for a minute and all these fabulous guests that are still hanging around. I mean, I don't know your names because you didn't put your name in there, but that's okay. Lady, Miss Ladybird, I'm going to check your show out too. And I also want you to um, consider checking out my new station because um, if you are playing artists and you want to support them, this uh, radio station um, on Live 365 allows you to be licensed and you don't have to pay that separate fee for the um, publisher. So now you can, you can play uh, copyright music and the artists actually get paid royalties and, um, you know, you can associate your video stream with it as well, so I can do a live um, radio and all kind of stuff. It's really fun for me. We're going to do a lot of different stuff, and um, I was actually made a program director for this particular station, so pretty much um, going to be doing some stuff with them. We're opening up a new stream so we can have some gospel music. Uh, we're going to bring in some high school students to play their music. We're going to have some business um, programs, and we're also going to have some um, some church programs. We're going to have a lot of um, um, stuff for health and fitness just to talk. Um, so just check it out, you know, for now. Um, we do have some racy material on there for some folks, you know, but you, you can just listen to the music during the other times of the day. Um, we're running 24 hours, so, you know, you can always check it out and listen to it and stay tuned for the next stream. We're looking for hosts as well, so if you want an opportunity to get in the radio, just come on with it. I also want to let you know that um, I'm going to be in Florida streaming the uh, Travis Porter, which is another hip-hop group's um, concert show from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I'm also going to be doing a Prince concert that I'm going to be streaming live to you on the Internet in April. And um, we've got a lot of stuff going on, so I hope that be able to, you know, share a lot of this stuff with everybody and let you take part in it too. So there's ways to make money with internet radio and broadcasting and all that other stuff. So um, thanks, everybody, for popping in and, and checking us out. We're going to be bringing Gregory back soon. Uh, I'm going to go out with my theme song 
from Kill Bill, which I love, and um, I'm hoping everybody has a great evening. Now I have a conference to go to, so <laughs> i got to check you guys out later. So have a good night, everybody.